Oh, and welcome back to Tell's Podcast. Good. I'm glad you got your, your signature line back down. Thank you. I mm -hmm. needed that validation. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Uh, this is Boosie. I am sitting with Andrew Nimi in the closet mm -hmm. to bring you episode three of the Tell's Reboot. You sound a little subdued. Subdued? Yeah. Go on. Tell them why. You're hungover. <laughs> I'll tell him, don't worry. I got this. She's hungover a little bit, but not badly. She uh, had herself some quarantine cocktails last night. Admit it. After I was dehydrated, not a very good, good move. Um, poor, poor choice on my part. But I had to celebrate myself. Celebrate, celebrate what? Celebrate myself escaping the wilderness that is... <laughs> Uh, Las Vegas cowboy trails. I had to celebrate myself. So you went on a hike. I did. By yourself, which concerns me slightly, but that's fine. Why does that? Why does that bother you? All right. So you went on a hike. <laughs> yes, I went on a hike because this week. You remember how last week I was like, "Oh my God, life is great. I'm so happy." This week was slightly more challenging. Andrew was getting on my last nerve. <laughs> was I? Not really, no. Uh, I, no, I think you were more concerned that you were getting on my nerves. Yeah, because you were in a mood all week. Was I? Yes. No. Anyway, so I saw this tweet. The tweet reads, my wife and I play this game during quarantine. It's called, why are you doing it that way? And there are no winners. So meaning what? What does that what does that mean? Like you just judge your partner for doing <laughs> yeah, things a different way than you would. Because you're watching their every move because you're stuck together in quarantine <laughs> and they're always seeing what they're up to and how they're doing what they're doing and why they're wondering why they're doing what they're doing. Which is a game you like to play when you watch me and my every move, right? And I don't understand why you don't want to play along. <laughs> I, I, I really don't understand. I think... It's natural. See, I'm not the only one. Yeah. So this, it definitely comes up pretty frequently when we're cooking together. That's when it comes up the most. Yeah. It's also the most tilting. Why? Because if you would just give me instructions on what you have in mind for the preparation of a particular meal, then I would just prepare it the way that you think it should be done. But you give me like half of an instruction. You say like, put this potato in that pot. But you don't say how you want it cut up. You don't say what shapes you want that potato cut into. You don't say what oil we should be cooking with, you know, etc. Yeah, but it's not like... So then I start cutting it and you're like, why are you doing it that way? <laughs> Rather but than... you don't ask either. So... Yeah, but I, if I ask, then it's like a million questions. I kind of want to just like get something done without relying on your every minutia instruction. The problem is that you... Don't come to the kitchen with enthusiasm. <laughs> you come there half... Yeah, you know why? Half in. You know why? Why? Because I'm going to be judged for my time in there. No, if you approach the subject with enthusiasm, <laughs> then I would be a more enthusiastic teacher, I think. Well, this is kind of like a chicken and egg kind of thing then, you know? I don't know. First of all, I think what is challenging is that you don't make an effort with the cooking to begin with 
You know, like you don't say, why don't we make some spaghetti bolognese today? Nothing. Like Mm -hmm. it's just like sitting on the couch, gaming poker bros the whole time. I like to call it spaghetti. (laughs) Okay, baby, with your spaghetti. Where did that even come from? So I feel like I have to make all the decisions about what we're going to eat. And you're like, oh, I can just eat snacks. Right. But then you devour everything that we make, like... Oh, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. But then right. you would have been okay to just eat snacks. Yeah. So that's where my tilt comes from. Mm-hmm. And then then I say, okay, we're cooking. Can you come and help me? Which I don't understand why I should be asking you to right. help me make a meal. That I wouldn't say it's always that way. I would say you get started and then I'd say, okay, what can I do to help? Yeah, but you shouldn't be asking what can I do. I should just know what I should do? I think you need to take initiative on cooking for, yeah all right if i say i am done cooking mm-hmm. you're just like okay trader joe's pizza it is <laughs> yeah. so, or oh i guess we're having indian which means another frozen meal from trader joe's yep. so the which i'm perfectly happy with but you're not sometimes that's fine mm-hmm. i think but, it's more than okay but All the time, like I have to think about what we're going to eat and then you just default to a frozen meal. Like, why don't you say, okay, I'm going to try and make something. Mm -hmm. I I made a cheese plate with crackers the other day. That you ate by yourself and didn't even (laughs) offer me one, even though both of us hadn't eaten all day. I didn't think you'd want any. I made a cheese plate the week before. And did I not say, baby, I've made this. Do you want to come and have some? And you devoured it. Okay. So this is why you went hiking. Yes, because because I feel like if you reacted to my, why do you do it this way? Then we could have had this conversation already. Mm -hmm. And we would be on a path to better place. That's what we have the closet for. You can share your feelings in a safe space with a thousand other people (laughs) judging our every sentence so needless to say the cabin cabin fever was was at an all-time high i think it's going good yeah i mean for the most part it's going good until we have to eat which there's so much i mean i think i take a lot of solace in cooking because it's almost predictable right so it's like certainty that i start this thing and at the end of it i'll have something to eat and because there's no opportunity to get like 50 million different ingredients to try something completely new you can sort of gauge where the the outcome will be like it will be generally good and it's satisfying to have something that's like certain it's, and warm it's and some certainty in a time of deep uncertainty <laughs> okay is that right <laughs> yes yes i see i didn't realize um, for me it was just sustenance it's not like we play games every night it's not like we do 50 million things together this is something that we both benefit from i'm not trying to uh-huh. make you learn how to do makeup which i for the record, I have no idea how to do and I'm not learning how to do that either. It's not like I'm saying, oh, come and learn this thing with me, you know, forcing you into doing something. I don't understand. I don't know. It still tilts me that food is very much in a woman's domain. 
and it's not for every couple but i think in our relationship it's like i'm not a chef so i look up recipes you can do the same thing i guess so i think you're a little bit more talented at it naturally yeah because i do it mm. it's like everything else you practice and you will be you will get yeah, better yeah but i think you generally have more interest in it and that's why you're better at it you don't like to eat nice food uh i think it's more important to you than it is to me but i do greatly appreciate the meals that you put together you can just eat snacks for the whole life like do you know how poor your digestion <laughs> would be if you lived on crackers and cheese yeah but at least we're getting snacks from like better grocery stores than like yeah it could just be doritos and really bad things but we're so, getting oh, we're getting the so nicer the fancier potato chips you know anyway you know <laughs> you know so anyway it just sets out i had a wonderful hike that i got lost in yeah concerns me a little bit when you go hiking by yourself especially when there's no cell phone reception where you're going out there in the desert never know which mafia member you could run into <laughs> In this town. But that's the whole point. This of is the nineteen sixties after all. Hiking is to not have cell phone reception. Fair enough. You so know, you do. And I don't understand why you get what I mean if a rattles- I had no, I had a great experience. I want to talk about my hiking experience. Okay, but what if a rattlesnake bites you and you're out out there by yourself? What would you do if a rattlesnake bit me and we were out there together? Suck the venom out. <laughs> You know how to do that? You would need you to put Google your mouth it. on your wound and suck. Don't you? I don't know. <laughs> I have You'd no have idea. to Google it and there's no cell phone reception, so I'd be in the same position as I would be I'd carry if you I was by back myself. To the car. You would? In your weakened state. <laughs> okay. I don't know, but Alright, how was your hike? It was really insightful. Uh, first of all, I woke up at woke up very early to try and get to the trails early because we only have a limited amount of hiking trails that are technically still open. Even the one I went on yesterday was not technically open. Uh, we're all just trespassing. And um, so I woke up, drove to Mount Charleston, which is, what, 40 minutes away? Yep. I need to get there, and it is snowing, and I'm not dressed appropriately yeah like hardcore snowing yep so then i turned the car around drove to red rock area and only to find that was raining not snowing so i was like "Eh, a little bit of water i can manage uh and i set off on a hike that i've done four four times Mm -hmm. and i've gotten lost every single time what was it called trail the trail is called top of the world but then a friend of mine hikes the same trail and she hikes a part of the the mountain called Muffin Ridge. So we've been arguing about how it takes her 45 minutes and me two hours to mm-hmm. get to the same point. And yesterday I finally cleared up the mystery. Two separate hikes. Okay. You not got... even remotely close to one another. You hear that, Nicole? You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> So I got some clarity on that, at least. I feel better knowing that um, I did stupidly empty half of my water pack out before I left because the intention was to do a quick, short little hike just to get outside, release some tension, 
from cooking in anger. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it turned into about four, five hour hike where I ran out of water. Um, See. Got lost. But what I learned was use your intuition. Because I would go down a trail and I was like, no, I don't think this is the right way to go. Even though I didn't really have an exact idea of where I was. And then, just as I came up the hill from being lost a second time, a good Samaritan showed up. It was like magic. Mm -hmm. And this girl like looked back and waved. And then I shouted at her. I was like, is this the way out? And uh, she was like, yeah, take that way. And that way was another five, at least four miles out back to the car. She was like, just stay away from me. Make sure you keep your distance. <laughs> yeah, no, she didn't. She didn't. Uh, so you only saw like close, a, f- a few people on the trail, right? Yeah, there were a lot of cars at the trailhead. But because there are literally 50 trails, it's like a mountain biking. Collection of trails. Yeah, there's about 50 trails. And so everybody, I guess, picks a different trail. Mm-hmm. So you'd never see anybody, which makes it ideal. But I worry that they will shut it down because of the number of cars at the trailhead. Because unless come... you're in the mountain, you can't really see how close. So there's you... just that many number of trails uh, that it's it's like wide enough that you're, you'll never see that many people. Right. Even though there's so many cars parked down there. Yeah. Crazy. Which is amazing. There's a lot of space out there. I I saw one person on the way up and Mm -hmm. they were in front of me and I never saw them again. Did you see any rattlesnakes? No, I didn't see any rattlesnakes. Okay, that's good. The most wildlife I saw were caterpillars. Really? Yeah. That was like as wild as it got. No wild horses? Nope. Okay. How long was this total hike time-wise? I think like four, four and a half hours. Okay. My legs were dead at the end. So now we're in love again? Now that we got some space. Depends what you cook tonight. Mm. You like Trader Joe's pizza? (laughs) (laughs) I uh, spent most of my time on the couch while you were gone. Sometime, uh, I did fly the drone off the balcony. Uh, Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, took a picture of myself. Took a selfie, a drone selfie. What was the drone selfie for? Just because I was bored. (laughs) (laughs) A fellow Instagrammer, poker player guy had an idea for a bunch of us to take a picture of ourselves holding a, a, a one-word sign, and then all the one-word signs will be lined up to form a longer phrase saying, flatten the curve, this or that, you know? Mm. So uh, I took my drone, I took my selfie using the drone because I got a little bit of a creativity uh, urge. Mm. So the drone was the creativity outlet. Yeah. So that was scary, but fun. Drone because, is intact? Yeah, because, like, what if the drone, like, hit the side of the, the the balcony or the balcony above us or something and then came crashing all the way down <laughs> to the ground on top of someone? That's what I said. As long as it's not on top of someone, then it's just, Yeah, or, like, you know, on top of a car or something. Item. Well, remember when James crashed his drone into Nina's head? Yeah, I do remember that. Our friend James, first time flying it or first day flying it or something, crashed it into his girlfriend. I'm surprised Nina married you after that, James. Yeah. So that would have been bad if I crashed it into <laughs> someone's head, a la James and Nina. Um, but that didn't happen. So I got my photo, uh, laid on the couch a lot, and uh, enjoyed the apartment to myself. Are you going to go out on an excursion so I can enjoy the apartment by myself? I guess I could. 
where are you going to go? I don't know. I would like to go up and down the strip and like take some photos and stuff. So I guess I can try and do that. Is that legal? I don't know. Okay. You're... We'll see if well, I get arrested. Who am I, Steve Sisolak? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not Steve Sisolak, the governor of Nevada. That's who he is, right? Right. Okay. So okay, I'll... so tell me about this creativity. Do you feel pressure to... Because there's two schools of thought, right? So I saw one tweet or something or post on Instagram that said if you come out of this quarantine without a new skill then you didn't lack time you lack discipline I was like whoa judgment okay and then there's the school of thought that says you know use this time to like rest recuperate regenerate Mm -hmm. so which side are you which side are you on are you on any side do you feel pressure to create something be somebody when you emerge from yeah i think i fall on the side of uh feeling like i'm supposed to be doing something because i mean this is a pretty long time we're talking about here uh i think it's pretty reasonable to take like a day here and there to to just chill and why not because you know there's only so much that uh you can really get involved with you know everything's shut down as we know and like a lot of people aren't planning things it's hard to like plan things with other people and for me example like planning a meetup game you know it's just out out the window at the moment so what you can do is a little bit limited i think but there's also plenty of stuff that can be done or learned so i think over the course of like a month and a half or two months or however long this goes on for you're just gonna take like a two-month break and shut down it seems a little excessive by whose standards though i don't agree with these sort of blanket statements judgments because everybody's different maybe you need six weeks off because you've been working so hard before that and now obviously you shouldn't take your cues on living from social media but it's kind of hard because when you look at it and the people around you are like yeah I'm studying this and trying this and doing all these things. Yeah. So then you feel less than, even though maybe you really need to just take time out. Yep. Uh, It's always going to depend on yourself, your own situation, your own desires. But it doesn't, I don't think. I think it's very heavily influenced by the narrative, whether it's from, like, news or social. Yeah, I'm saying... I'm saying it shouldn't depend on those things. Sure. I'm saying it should depend on your own individual needs. How do you how do you ensure that that happens? That you base your plans and actions on your own individual needs? Mhm. How do you ensure that? Not ensure it, but how do you put the sort of chips in your favor to move in that direction versus the, what is it? The Church of Instagram? Somebody called it. I think it definitely makes for a pretty big opportunity to stop and, and take stock in what you want to do. Because you sort of have no excuse at the moment then to do that, you know? So, like, whereas a lot of times it's it's everything is just pretty nonstop, always, always go, go, go. Right now it's like it's the perfect opportunity to stop and think about what it is that you want to accomplish, like, going forward. Once things are a little bit more back to normal. Mm. So have I done that yet? 
have you? Probably not like in like an official session of sitting down and stopping and thinking and like writing it down or any of that sort of thing. But maybe like in bits and pieces here and there. Do you feel anxious to just stop and sit and think? Uh, like anxious if I do that? Yeah. Um, do you feel uncomfortable? Probably not. I think it's probably, I think it'd probably do me some good if I did do that. So maybe I'll do that today. <laughs> Lights. You said you were going to stream today. Yeah, I'm going to so, be live streaming today. That's right. Yeah. Um, tomorrow, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not judging. I'm just curious. Yes, you are. I can see you. I can feel you. Feel your judgment. Anyway, speaking of, I signed up for another course. Uh, I'm not done. Oh, sorry. Continue. <laughs> I mean, it feels like it's pretty... Did I, did I mention this before? On the podcast, that is, where it just feels like kind of a uh, a big, like, everything sort of lined up together with, like, vlog number 200. Yes. And I mentioned this on the on yes, the podcast. The first one, yes. Okay. So. I guess I'm still thinking about it, and I do need to take the time to because I haven't gotten past that yet. <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean to laugh at you. All right. Never mind. Go on. I don't know. I'm just... Going with what I feel like, you know, like if I want to start something, then I do. And if I don't, then try not to beat myself up too much without for not being my most productive self. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I signed up for the Yale course on happiness, well-being okay. this past week after chatting to a friend. The Yale course of happiness. Yes. So you know how... Uh, Yale and all these Ivy League schools have online learning portals. Yeah. And a lot of the time they're free. You know, you can learn how to code. Sure. And this one, this course on well-being is about learning to understand or determine how happy you are so that you can either become happier or improve your life in some way. All right. I didn't know there was, you could just take a course, but that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you could take a course on learning how to be happy. Yeah. I wasn't going to take it. Friends have told me about it for a couple of weeks now since before, like just as the shutdown started. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to take a course about being happy. Sounds and, pretty foo-foo to me. But then I was speaking to another friend and she was talking about these quizzes. Mm-hmm that you have to take for the course to sort of set a baseline of what your happiness level is. Yeah. And Are the people at Yale amongst the happiest people in the world? Are they like the authority on how to be happy? Do they Have they figured it out how to be happy, do you think? I don't know. Probably not. Well, then. But that's the thing. I'm never sure about that because you don't have to be the usual thought process is that you don't have to be the happiest person in order to teach go and not teach somebody else, but go on the journey of discovering what this happiness is. Right. All right. So if we go with that logic, then it's perfectly fine for somebody who might not be happy to sure. share their journey of trying to discover happiness. I mean, I guess like there's all sorts of professors that teach something and they're not like the best in the world at it. Yeah, that's and that's the flip side, right? Because there's usually the the idea that those who can't teach, right? So I don't. I still vacillate between the two. Like, if you can't do it, then you shouldn't be teaching anybody else to do it. And as well as yeah, the, I don't necessarily believe believe in that phrase, but okay. All right, so 
You logged on to the course. So they are the these quizzes that you take. What do you? How do you feel about quizzes? I love a good quiz. I think they bullshit ninety percent <laughs> of the time. To be honest. I mean, our our favorite thing, our go-to thing here is the love language quiz. So, is that the one percent that's not? Probably. Okay. <laughs> Probably. It's the only quiz. I don't know. Maybe I don't like quizzes because they tell you stuff that you don't believe is true about you. Maybe you see yourself a different way from what the quiz says. Hmm. And I'm just like, how does somebody who's who doesn't know me mm-hmm. answering five questions or whatever determine that they know me? Yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of times with quizzes that you it shouldn't be like, okay, well, this this is who I am and what I am. And this quiz knows all, but maybe it's just, maybe it just opens up another door for you to explore. Sure. I mean, I'm happy to acknowledge that aspect of it, but most people are just like, I am an INTJ and I am this and this and this, you know, like the Maya Briggs quiz, like people hold on to that with all their life. And I'm like, I have been so many different personality types, depending on where I am in my life. Depending on the day of the week. Baby. So the Yale happiness quiz, you got into it. And it's pretty short. It's only like five minutes, right? Uh, I think so. Five to 10. Yeah. And my happiness or my overall well-being was a four. A four. Out of 10? Four out of 10. What was your overall well-being? So then I made Andrew take it. Yep. And what was your score? My overall well-being is a 7 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. Which uh, I would say is pretty accurate of a number. I think yours is is uh, a little on the low side compared to how I would actually judge your happiness. Yep. Okay. So... Give the listeners a quick rundown of the... The different categories? Yeah. So there's positive emotions. I got a 7.3 of that one. So positive emotions. Uh, Engagement, Mm -hmm. which is what? Like how into stuff you are when you are doing it. Also 7.3. Relationships, 9, which I think is pretty solid. I think... This relationship that is captured here on this very podcast is the most important one in my life. I rate that very highly. <laughs> so I got a nine out of ten. Uh, meaning, I guess. What What am I doing? Do I find meaning and uh, you know, like from a broader perspective in my life? And we got a five on that one. Mm. I think that's pretty high. This poker vlogging thing. Accomplishment six point three. Hmm. Should be a little higher, I think. How American have you is seen this? Those, have you seen those global poker awards sitting <laughs> on my desk? There's three of them, and I haven't even collected one of them yet that I that I won. Jesus anyway, Christ. health eight point six seven. Okay, seems a little on the high side, but also pretty blessed, I think. As For far as a snack eating Trader Joe's pizza loving human. Yeah, eight point six. I mean, I think I am pretty blessed. Uh, my eyesight could be a little bit better. That's really about it. I mean, I could be like in a little better shape, of course, but knock on wood, no complaints. If somebody was going to ask me how happy I am on a given day, I think it would be different on a given day. Like 
overall well-being. Well, this is just averages, right? Right, but I feel like when you do a quiz like this, you're doing it through the lens of what you're experiencing in that moment. You're not doing it on a lens. Yes, they want you to go, oh, let me just think back at the bigger picture of my life. Mm -hmm. How is my life in general? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's hard to sum it all up in a five to ten minute quiz. So anyway, I thought it was interesting. I'm not done with my list. <laughs> okay. Negative emotions, 3.67. Pretty good. I do get a little anxious. Is that a negative emotion? Or is it more sadness, depression, those sorts of things? No, I think negative means what you don't like. So however you don't like to feel mm -hmm. anxious is, is a negative emotion for seems you. A little, seems a little low. I think I feel anxious more often than 3.6 than... 36% of the time. <laughs> but uh, uh, last one is loneliness, which is a zero. You don't feel lonely? Never. I think that's very accurate. Why don't you feel lonely? I told you. I have a roommate. <laughs> <laughs> we but both work you, from home. I mean, there's a million, no, billions and billions of people in the world. Yeah. And you're... Okay, just to be connected to one person, and that's that's good enough for you. Well, I mean, I can always like ring up some friends. Uh, I haven't heard you call a, a friend or FaceTime one friend. There's a hundred and what is it, hundred thirty thousand subscribers on my YouTube channel. I could go live at any time. I haven't seen you call a friend. Just saying. <laughs> oh no, you called Jack. Yeah, we've done a couple FaceTimes. Thank you very much, and I'll, I'm ready to do another one. But anyway. The point of bringing up this whole quiz thing was the... Not to just look at my life and numbers. <laughs> <laughs> was what? I learned about the G.I. Joe fallacy. Did you watch the G.I. Joe show? Sure. Um, was my favorite. I like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but yeah. Was it a cartoon? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I never watched it. I did watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, though. Who That's was why your I like favorite? You. Who was your favorite turtle? Probably Michelangelo. Was he? What color was he? He was orange. 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 Was it Raffaello, the red one? Raphael. Raphael. Yeah. I had. I had. Uh, the red. The red. Mm -hmm. With the little backpack and everything, and the knee pads. Raphael was kind of like a like an outlaw kind of kind of dude. He was like, because Michelangelo, he was kind of like he would be like a surfer guy, like California style <laughs> guy. Raphael was kind of just like uh, just like an outlaw, like. Wouldn't fit into any sort of peg. I think that's why I like Raphael. Yeah. Who is the green one? There was no green. There was no green. Leonardo was blue. Oh, that's right. Timby was blue. Leonardo was like the leader. See, my sister, my older sister had the blue and I had the red. Donatello was purple. He was like, uh, he'd be like the, maybe like the nerd. How do you remember all this detail? <laughs> I told, you, I told you it was my favorite. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> So, apparently at the end of every G.I. Joe show, G.I. Joe would say something mm -hmm. like, now remember to look right and left before you cross the street, <laughs> yeah. right? And so, the fallacy is that we think because we know something, that's half the battle. Mm -hmm. So, they, the idea is that because you know, now you'll do better. And this course, the purpose of the course is to say that sure we all know that we should do these things to make us better overall or feel better have a better sense of well-being but just because you know that you should 
take time out for yourself to reflect or exercise or do things like find work that makes you happy, etc., etc. We don't, we still don't do it. So the idea is to track and build habits around your well-being. Okay. You have very little improvement, I guess, to do. Very little improvement. I yeah, mean, from like I'm on a four, so I have a lot of improvement. Yeah, but I there's guess. individual things. I mean, meaning is only a five, so my health is nine point six seven. Yeah, that's pretty fantastic. I overall, how I feel about my health. I mean, that's that's pretty big, you know, that health thing. Be thankful for that. Are you going to continue doing the course, or that was it for you? You just needed to know where you are, and that's yeah, it. I can sort it out myself. I don't need Yale <laughs> Yale dorks to tell me how to be happy. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how committed I am uh, to this course because I really just wanted to do the quiz because I thought it would be interesting. But again, it just disappointed me like most quizzes. <laughs> just It made you unhappy? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> because I, th- I don't know, maybe I always feel like I should get the highest score on a quiz. Well, I was saying that when we, when we first did this, I was saying that... Uh, I think your numbers reflect you not being so American and like starry eyed, you know, about some of these things. I think Americans, we generally, when we see a, a like a one to 10 list, it, we just sort of disregard like zero through three, you know, like I we'll don't never, understand that. we'll pretty rarely click those, sm- those low basement numbers just out of, uh, a general, general sense of like positivity and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, but that's the thing. I think that's why I get so disappointed by quizzes, right? Because it says, answer accurately. Right. And then the result is, whoa, your life sucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like, okay, thanks. I didn't want to know that. Like, yeah. it's not like I didn't want to know that, but it's it's so, yeah, it's like very unencouraging. I don't think it should really be on a scale of yeah. one to one to ten. Like, that's not right. how we live our lives. Our lives are so intricate just get on the american uh way of life and just you know automatically click seven if you're unhappy <laughs> seven is like a bad day <laughs> and usually i'm a 10 life is great <laughs> yeah i uh, live in the best country in the world <laughs> number one let me know what you think about quizzes we'll put the are you gonna put the link in the show notes that's the thing that you do to the yale happiness quiz we'd yes. love to hear people's happiness but no one's gonna write in and tell us what it is anyway well, we can just pretend that they do, and then we'll just read off some imaginary happiness scores. Okay. Have we gotten any messages? <laughs> we got one from Jean-Francois. Fantastic. Thank God. And uh, Jean-Francois says, close quarters question. Okay. My four-year-old, he is so bored, he's setting our 70-pound dog on fire. Uh, <laughs> what? Please send advice to address. I think he's joking. I hope he's joking. Okay. He's a funny guy. <laughs> um, and he wrote us in a cocktail. French he did. 75 cocktail. My favorite, but not everyone's cup of tea. The recipe is below. It's called French 75. I've heard yes. of this. And he says, P.S. Don't eat each other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So a French 75 is gin. I do like a good gin. Lemon juice, simple syrup in a cocktail shaker, fill with ice, cover and shake vigorously. 
and then strain cocktail through a hawthorn strainer or a slotted spoon into a large flute and then top with champagne. Really? Okay. And lemon twist. We have all these things. All right. I'll drink seven of them and I'll let you know how it is. It's usually not my go-to because this is a very classic cocktail. Right. Well, anything that has champagne in it, I usually am like, nah. But Jean-Francois is French. Yes. So is he French or French-Canadian? Answer for yourself, Jean-Francois. <laughs> I don't want to speak for you. Here. Well, same thing, basically. Um, so it makes sense why he would send the French 75 cocktail, mm. which has champagne in it. Either. So are you going to make us a French 75? We have champagne, right? I think we have some sparkling somewhere. We we do, and okay. we have gin, and right. we have lemon. I'm gonna have one. I'll post it on my Instagram, which is Yay Andrew. What you still trying to get followers? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Thirsty. <laughs> um, thanks, Jean Francois, for the suggestion. We have gin still, right? I think I believe so. Yeah. Yep. We have the gin that somebody graciously gave you from London. I think it traveled mm-hmm. all the way from London. The casino gave me that. Thanks, Casino. What was the casino? Asper's Casino. Thank you, Asper's Casino. Remember that? Remember when I was at Asper's Casino? Remember that meetup game? Four days long? I do, yes. There were so many people there. That I wasn't at. Nope, but you heard about it. I sure did. You watched the blog. It was a long... I made a 40-plus minute vlog about that. Remember that? No, I don't, but thanks for reminding me. Played six-card PLO in that vlog. (laughs) Got aces. Got all in. (laughs) One. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Lots of other poker hands happened. Okay. A lot of people showed up. Okay. Thank you. I think this is time to wrap up the podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. Do you think we should have another, a second podcast where we just talk about my vlog and stuff that happened? Absolutely not. Okay. (laughs) Just brainstorming. Uh, You can have a vlog. A vlog? A podcast talking about your vlog. Yeah. I You don't want to be in it? I want not. Maybe you'll to be a guest it. on it sometimes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Remind me to watch the episode we're gonna talk about before we record that podcast. All right. Sure. And that's it. Okay, that's it. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this podcast, share it with your friends and write to us. Mm-hmm. Hello at tellspodcast.com. Any feedback, thoughts, ideas? Uh if you go hiking by yourself. Be careful. Watch out for rattlesnakes, but bring a friend if you can. Oh, use All Trails app. A hiking app pretty much shows you the trail. Good. Great. There you go. Shout out to All Trails. Not sponsored. Have a great week. Bye.